Greetings, and welcome to Loaded Cart Gaming's coverage of E3 Nintendo Edition. Now, where's Waldo? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I'm Paul, he's Dan, this is our E3 coverage, welcome back to the Loaded Cart Podcast, let's fucking do this. You didn't tell them what we're doing. It's Nintendo, it's the last one, what the fuck else was it going to be? They can read, can't they? <laughs> they don't, they're not supposed to read, it's a podcast, Paul. I don't care. Nah. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, so, Nintendo, first off... <laughs> Paul's like I'm, I, the wanting I'm to laughing. die over there. No, I'm laughing because the in this ridiculous trailer that Nintendo has, basically it's a, a big switch commercial of people playing getting hyped to play the video games. Like yeah. they have a couple of MMA people fighting each other and then fighting each other in arms. And then all of a sudden, some dude gets super fucking hyped about scoring a goal in FIFA. He s- runs up, slaps his uh his Switch out of the cons out of the console dock, runs outside and starts kicking a ball around because he's that fucking hype that he just scored a goal in fucking FIFA. It was that awesome. And yeah. that is the most ridiculous thing I've said all day. And I've said a lot of really weird shit today. Nice. Well, what I was going to say was that, you know, to start this off, this is gonna be a little shorter than our other some of our other ones, because we're pretty much with one exception only going to talk about what they talked about in the spotlight event not the giant three hour long treehouse of boredom um the treehouse of horror yeah simpsons reference no, and i hate the simpsons no, don't don't compare this to the simpsons i'm not comparing the simpsons you just did i didn't compare it i drew a reference to it that's you not compared a comparison. It. you made a comparison to the simpsons so anyway, the trailer was really shit for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. It was so silly and overblown that yeah. I, I don't know. And then, so Reggie comes out, and one of the things that I thought was interesting that Reggie said um, was this quote. It's not just about where you can take your game. It's about where your game can take you. And like, if that is the current Nintendo philosophy for the Switch... That's kind of interesting that they're, I mean, they're, again, as a gaming company, they really should be focused on gameplay, not just a hardware gimmick. Um, you think so? And, and and I get that it's also drawing the conclusion that, yeah, you can take your Switch anywhere, but we also want to give you a full-blown, awesome yeah. experience. And I like that. We, we want to give you a reason to actually take it somewhere. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the first game up, I laughed at a little bit. Because mm-hmm. it featured a character with magic boobs. Yep. And it's uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Apparently yeah. the woman is a Xenoblade, and if you yes. grab her boob, she'll turn into a sword. Like, that's yeah, that's the, the impression I got from the trailer. I, I don't know. It looked pretty. It was the cel-shaded stuff that you're used to seeing with Nintendo games. Yeah. It's a JRPG because Xenoblade, the original Xenoblade Chronicles was... I'm already bored. It was a three-minute trailer, and I was very, very bored by it because mm-hmm. it was so formulaic. It was a musical scene, a musical score with random voice lines over unrelated video. Mm-hmm. And that just... They did this twice in this, in, in Nintendo's um, spotlight. And mm-hmm. both times, I was... 
it felt insulting. Well, so part of me wonders if this is because it's an English language trailer and not a Japanese one. It's possible, but no like one was just... talking, lips weren't moving. They were completely unrelated video. Right. But that's what I'm wondering is if the in the Japanese version of the trailer, when they're speaking in Japanese, if it is a related trailer in just the translation and dubbing into English screwed everything up. I don't know. All I know is I felt very, it felt very cheap. Mm -hmm. Like they were just, hey, here you go. This is coming out during the holiday season. Yay. Look, That's we have more games. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually have something to show you on the Switch other than Breath of the Wild. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me wave the flag here. Yeah. Because that's that's the thing about last year is like last year's Nintendo event, they literally showed off one Switch game and yeah. hinted was, at a second one at the Mario yep. one. Yep. It was Breath of the Wild. That's all they showed off. And granted, that has been... It's carry the, the console. Absolutely. It's been one of the best games that Nintendo has done, if like, not the best game that Nintendo yeah, has done. I, I will still point this out because I still think it's hilarious that Breath of the Wild for the Nintendo Switch has sold more copies than the Nintendo Switch has sold consoles. Because they haven't given us consoles to use. <laughs> and and Nintendo attributes some of it to people buying collector's editions and only and not opening them, basically. So you buy yeah. a collector's edition, you buy a normal edition or whatever. That's what they think some of it is. And it's a logical conclusion to draw. Possibly. But who knows? I don't know. But it's still just a funny stat that they've sold like more than a hundred thousand more copies of Breath of the Wild for Nintendo Switch than they have Nintendo Switch consoles. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I I enjoyed the first Xenoblade Chronicles, but it suffered from similar to Monster Hunter that on the 3DS, the control scheme was not the best. And yeah. I get it. You're dealing with the limitations of the console. It probably would have been much better had I played it on my Wii U, which they did get they did release it for both the Wii U and the 3DS. Cool. Yeah. And they're releasing this for I think it's just for Switch. I haven't yeah. seen anything about a 3DS release. Uh, next, yeah, next up is a side-scrolling party-based game for Kirby, yeah. just self-titled Kirby. Yeah, that's and yeah, I mean, it's a party-based Kirby game. It's exactly what you expect from Kirby, and it's multiplayer, which could be really cool. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all we really know is that the trailer was a little bit of gameplay. It looked pretty interesting. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, it was a short trailer. And Nintendo kind of did something a little bit different than um, Microsoft or or Sony did in that, one, they did a lot more talking than Sony because they had Reggie Fils-Aimé uh, popping up uh, in the beginning and near the end. And they had a couple of their devs, like the, the couple of their, not devs, but a couple of their, uh, their IP guys. Uh, it's like uh, Shinya Takahashi came out after this mm -hmm. and just started, well, he was one of the Switch guys. Like he was he one of the, he didn't come out. So the thing to yes. remember about the Nintendo Spotlight is that it's not a press conference. It's not held in some auditorium. It's a pre-recorded thing that they just yeah. broadcast. So this is like literally Shinya Takahashi working in his office and being like, oh, hi, Nintendo fans. I'm yeah. Shinya Takahashi for Nintendo. <laughs> like, and he's speaking in Japanese and there's like this, 
kind of translator cheesy over the top translator dubbing over top of him and he's like i'm really relieved that people actually liked the nintendo switch <laughs> and it's like, like what bothered me is like is this like a korea situation where if, if you know it doesn't do well you're gonna die like what what happens here yeah well okay? i mean it's it's a japanese situation if it doesn't do well he's gonna you know commit seppuku <laughs> oh, come on <laughs> let's not do that shall we um but like that's but yeah, the idea is that if it didn't do well he would probably resign because that's what japanese corporate sure. culture is like but yeah resigning but it, is different than committing ritual suicide come on it's, Dan. it's the same thing it's just career suicide but yeah the <laughs> so so the thing is is like it was just very interesting wording that he was like i'm relieved that yeah, people like the switch news. and it's just like I don't think that's the right word you're looking for. Like, or at least I don't think that's the best translation for what you're well, saying. Excited um, maybe would be yeah. a better term for it, but relieved. Well, I mean, well, and I can understand the sentiment some because it's like they they were taking a major gamble on the Switch. Yeah, and they took a bath with the Wii U. Yeah. And the Wii U failed horribly, but oh, yeah, apparently the Switch is amazing and everyone loves it and everyone wants one and it's like they they did they hit it out of the park but they didn't know that going into it absolutely not like so they, they so i can, were very concerned yeah i can understand the relief like i can i can understand that um one of the the next thing that he basically said was that they they were going to focus on this year they were they're focusing on games coming out this year for the most part i think he meant for the next calendar year sure. because some of the stuff they talked about is going to come out in 2018 yep. but but that's that that was that part of the conversation is just you know he just kind of said a couple of a quick thing it was only a couple minutes long and then they cut to someone else sunikazu ishihara yes of the pokemon company and this is a big deal in a weird yes. way. It was also really funny because I think he was like writing in a notebook or something. <laughs> like he's he's, he's on his like, desk oh. and he's just doodling in his notebook and he's like, you know, oh hi. <laughs> and he adjusts his glasses, like, hey guys, what's up? So uh, so he super cool things. Yeah. So first thing he talked about uh is the fact that Pokin Tournament Deluxe is coming to the Switch, which it is a Pokemon fighting game based on the Tekken engine which is hilarious in and of itself but you you literally play the Pokemon and you fight but it uses the Tekken engine so I was far less interested in that than the next thing yes and the next thing you don't mind you can you are more than welcome to go ahead with this because this is the thing everyone has been waiting for yeah. since Pokemon was a thing on the Game Boy yeah, people have been waiting for a core Pokemon title on a Nintendo console, and they're finally doing that for the Switch. He's mm -hmm. flat says we're working on it. I promise we're working on it. It's just we can't show anything off for it yet because yeah. we just started. Yeah, he basically says it may not be out for more than a year. Is the word, or the words that he used? So he's just like, look, we just want to let you know that we're working on it, but it's not going to be out for a really long time. And and frankly, I don't think anyone gives a fuck. Yeah, they just they're happy knowing, that it's coming. Yeah, knowing that it's being worked on is is all that matters. Um however, that being said, 
the next thing is stupid. Yes, hundred percent agreement. It's just stupid, and Nintendo has actually been getting some flack for this one, which is I I wholeheartedly encourage. Hundred percent. They revealed the Metroid Prime Four logo. That's essentially what it did. It was a fifty-second video, and all it did was show off the new logo for Metro Metroid Prime Four. No gameplay, no nothing. Little text on the bottom of the screens. It's like, hey, we're actually working on this game. This is the <laughs> this is the digital devolver, the devolver digital, yeah. yep. <laughs> you know, earliest release program. <laughs> like, except so- for the fact that earliest release means you could actually play the title. No, no, earliest release meant that like as soon as a developer thought of something, it was available for purchase. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so this is basically like literally uh, they have enough of an idea that they drew a logo for it and now they're, you know, announcing it for pre-order. <laughs> so I, I, I want to hammer home the point that Dan just put across. There was no gameplay. There was mm. nothing that was in there. There's nothing, no, nothing of substance, just, just a, a big, very pretty logo. Big, big number four and then the word metroid prime like coming into focus and like fading a- in from the depths yes okay fine whatever yeah it is next very one. much whatever the next do one not up. care about metroid prime 4 like this Sorry. makes me care less for the game if more than i ever possibly would and my care for metroid prime <laughs> games is near zero i played the first one the controls were so oh yeah bad, i couldn't play it so yep. bad. Someone managed to make worse controls than a Resident Evil game. So the next one <laughs> is a <laughs> the next one. If you remember Yoshi's Woolly World, the next one is just they seem to have a hard on for self titling games lately because they had well, Kirby and now they have Yoshi. My understanding is the Yoshi game is a working title. Like they don't have a full okay. name for it yet, so they just it's. It's the, just like Yoshi. the untitled Yoshi game, yeah, yeah, and it was a they, they had a cool mechanic. I, I, I'll agree. And Nintendo loves to, seems to love building games around mechanics as opposed to building games around the character and story, mm-hmm. because every Zelda game is based around a single mechanic. That is words from the developer himself. We come up yeah. with a with with a mechanic and then build a game around it. The mask and measures mask, obviously. Uh, the ocarina and ocarina of time. Skyward Sword. <laughs> build the mechanic around the sword. I don't remember. I didn't ever play the fucking game. Uh, the Wind Waker. They built them around the, the Wind Waker baton. Mm-hmm. Every game they seem to build is around a mechanic, and this one was kind of cool because it had a. It, it's a. It's a. It seems to be kind of a. It's a two. Two D with three D elements because you have the the back and forth on the foreground and background. And then you can flip the the world, like you don't just flip it. Like you basically make the world do a one eighty, and you can see behind the other side of the cardboard cutout scenery. It's kind of cool. Like I, like yeah. I was not I was not upset that this debuted. Put it that way. It's due yeah. out in twenty eighteen too. Yeah, yeah. It's a tentative title. It does not. It's not the actual title of the game. It's also being made That's in fair. Unreal Engine four, which is kind of interesting. Sure. I mean, you can do just about anything in fucking Unreal Engine. Yeah. Same well, thing with uh, Unity. Yeah, same thing with Unity. Uh, the next one was another insulting trailer, uh, formulaic music with unrelated dialogue to the video it's playing for Fire Emblem Warriors, which is, from what I can tell, a, a similar to Hyrule Warriors, which is a ripoff of Dynasty Warriors. 
it's all the characters of the previous Fire Emblem universes pulled together. Yep. I got I the idea it that it was still a tactical combat game. It is not. It is not because they did the same thing with Hyrule Warriors, where they pulled all the characters from previous Zelda games, yanked them all into one game, and it looked and it was very much like Dynasty Warriors. Because hmm. all these characters appear in previous games, and like, is this another Fire Emblem of the Heroes? And then it said Fire Emblem of the Warriors, and like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but at least it pulled the thing together for me. Because uh, most of the characters appeared in previous uh, 3DS games for Fire Emblem. Yeah. The thing is, is you can't tell anything for, about story from the title because mm-hmm. it's basically just story trailer. So it's all yep. cutscene. Yep. But it was but bringing all those characters together, the mm-hmm. only way it made sense would be to either do a Fire Emblem Heroes thing, which they've already got a cell phone game for that. Yeah. Or doing this as a Hyrule Warriors slash Dynasty Warriors type of game. Yeah. I mean. We'll see, I guess. That's that, that might just be my impression. I can fully 100% be wrong. Cool with that, but so far, meh. Uh, well, so according to its Wikipedia page, so grains of salt everywhere, yep. uh, it is a hack and slash video game developed by Omega Force, Team Ninja, and Intelligent Systems. So you are you are correct, sir. Doesn't happen often. I'm going to relish in it a little bit. No. In addition to hack and slash combat in open era, areas similar to the Dynasty Warriors series, gameplay also features the weapons triangle and support conversations featured in the Fire Emblem series. Uh, sure, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, Ng Aonuma is Ng Aonuma. I I. I I'm horrible with Japanese pronunciation. I apologize, <laughs> Mr. Aonuma, whatever the heck your yeah. name is pronounced. He's the Zelda series producer, comes out next and talks about a lot of the Zelda amiibo stuff that's coming out. Uh, like The hilarious thing to me is this. So I, I'm not entirely sure how the amiibo stuff works with the Switch, but it has to do with like these little figurines and whatever. But yep. apparently if you use the... Link's amiibo with Skyrim for the Switch, it will turn your character into Link <laughs> in Skyrim. Well the, well, the only thing it does is gives you the Master Sword. And I found it funny that he's like, I want to go, I'm, I'm going to be really excited about going ahead and playing Skyrim with the Master Sword. Oh, how did this Master Sword get here in my hand? Literally what he said because he had a Master Sword. I just, I was like, that yeah, the cringiest thing I've seen out, the, out of this entire thing. It is literally an old spice commercial bit like just like oh where did this master sword come from like it was wonderful and horrible at the same time yeah uh and then after that he talks about the fact that they're going to show off the dlc for breath of the wild of which there are going to be two so far yep um they look really cool yeah one of them is called the master trials and it looks like it just gives you a bunch of weird things to do. Yep. Trial of the Sword, um, Hero's Path mode, Master mode, and that's really about it. Yeah. Because uh, it, it brought in a new uh, boss to fight as well. I can't remember the name of it, though, but it was a giant stone monster. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one was called the Champion's Ballad, which mm-hmm. looks like it just adds more depth to the four big NPCs in the game. Yeah. 
Uh, like there's a champion for each of the four races. Yeah. Yep. Cause they're also getting amiibos. Like yep. all four of the champions are getting made into amiibos. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a thing. And, and pretty cool stuff. So the master trials is coming out on June 30th. So like literally right around the corner, the first yep. DLC for breath of the wild. And then, yeah, nice. And then I need one. Cha- Champions Ballad is holiday 2017. Yep. So, yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. Um, and they announced that you can buy an expansion pass for Breath of the Wild for $20. It basically, it's just both DLC packs and whatever yeah. future ones are coming out. Yeah. Um, it's like a season pass. Yes. Fine print at the end of the trailer okay. <laughs> literally says. DLC pack one and DLC pack two are only available with purchase of the expansion pass. Huh? So it sounds like you cannot buy them separately. You either buy the expansion pass or you get no DLC. Like that's some bullshit. Nintendo hasn't got this DLC thing down yet. They, I mean, shit, they don't have a fucking buddy system down yet. You have your stupid friend codes. Oh my God. They don't have a voice (laughs) system down yet either. Yep, you use your cell phone. Oh, that's so mad. That's, that's maddening. Anyway, uh, enough talking shit because more Reggie. And this dude, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I like Reggie Fieldsman. I think he's a very good thing for Nintendo because he's a very charming man. Yeah. I like him. Like, I, I have nothing negative to say about this man. He seems like a straight shooter. He seems like he wants to take Nintendo in a good direction. And yep. everything that I've seen about him has just been positive. In fact, um, just semi-relatable to it uh i i talk about pro jared a lot i like the guy he seems cool he hasn't met this retchy very often but when they did their interview last year they'd only met twice before and reggie was sitting there remembering things about pro jared out of just those two meetings mm-hmm. he was like how's your wife doing how's everything going at home are you still doing uh, how's the show doing stuff like that and it was just a, an interesting conversation to see yeah. this man who probably has met more people in an afternoon than you and i have met in a few months yeah remembering this about just a random guy well, who has a good internet following to be fair that's what makes a good ceo absolutely Absolutely. <laughs> like that's who you want in front of your company as someone who can do that. Like, yes, that is but definitely, the, that is definitely the mark of someone who makes a good leader when it comes to a business. So it also I mean, makes a mark of a decent person, I think. Yeah. yeah because yeah. he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to be so nice to, to Jared. He yeah. didn't have to be just seem like this really super chill dude. Yeah. It, it, so again, slight tangent. Uh, one of the things that really impressed me when I was in the military was one of the nights I was doing, uh, staff duty for our brigade. So it is, you sit at a desk at brigade headquarters, which is in charge of multiple battalions and you're you're there for 24 hours, manning the desk and signing people in and out on passes and, you know, all kinds of craziness. Um, and so the end of the night rolls around and it's like five in the morning and the brigade commander comes in. So this is like, this is a dude who's like 
probably a couple of years away from becoming a general. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, he's he's been in the army forever. He's been an officer forever. You know, he's got a ton of rank and he made it a point like he was fairly new to our our brigade, but he made it a point when he came in to and when he left at the end of the night. So when he left that night, the day before, like he shook everyone's hand on the way out the door and talked to stopped and talked to everyone he ran into on the way out. And then the same thing, five in the morning, every person on the way in stopped, talked to them, shook their hand, you know, because that was his role. Like, you know, he was in charge of all of these people, like it, it but it was not a normal thing for commander to do, especially at the brigade level. Like he's got, like this, he's got, you know, 10,000 soldiers he's in charge of. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. But it's something it, that sticks out for you. Yeah. But because it was his personal philosophy, like that's what he, he wanted to do. Like he knew he like, to for him to be him this is what he had to do and it's it reminds me of that same thing with yeah. with reggie is it like you know that is something that he has you know he probably strives to do is to remember as much as he can about these people and i'm sure there's some level of brushing up before he goes into it but probably yes at the same time the fact that he still remembers that when you're face to face is you know a big deal it, whether or not it's you know thanks to a, the help of a personal assistant who cares right it's yeah it's just he, the fact he that, had the that fact personal that had, touch that yes. was really fantastic the fact that he went out of his way to ask about it is yeah. like he didn't have to he could have just went along with the interview and blah 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 it just it's he strikes me as a decent person that's all yeah i don't know that was the point i was going for yeah. but um, um i know you were really excited about this because i know yeah. how figure into this particular scene yeah so so this was really cool is that he also announced that they were doing not one tournament at e3 he had three tournaments to announce at e3 mm -hmm. so they were doing the splatoon 2 invitational which is they were inviting a bunch of professional splatoon teams to e3 to compete on stage for you know prize money in Splatoon 2. Uh, then he was also doing the Pokin Tournament Invitational, where they had, I guess, the best Pokin Tournament players, uh, you know, coming out to, to do it. And then the more interesting one is they had the Arms Open Invitational, yep. where they were going to have an eight-man tournament, and four of the players were professional arms players, which seems really weird because I don't think the game is out yet. Um, and four people played in from the E3 show floor. Yeah, because and, there was a big tournament going on in the E3 show floor. Yeah, so on the show floor, you you had like they had a a bunch of machines set up, and people were competing two on two. And as you like got through the gauntlet, you got up to this main system in front of everybody. And if you won five matches in a row on that main system you won a spot in the arms open invitational and he hasn't posted it yet, but I have a feeling that one of the people who got in is a uh, YouTuber who covers Pokemon go stuff. And he came to E3 and is from the Netherlands. Nice. <laughs> so he timed his, like he's been spending a lot of time. It's the sky reversal. Um, mm -hmm. 
I, I watch his channel because he does some really interesting stuff with Pokemon Go uh, and does just really weird challenges for himself because he's level 40, which is max level in the game. And he's completed his Pokedex and, you know, right. he's done all of this stuff. So he's like, well, now I'm going to travel. So I'm going to go to the U.S. because I've never been to the U.S. And That's he a just huge achievement to complete yeah. the Pokedex. Well, everything that he can complete in Europe. Okay. okay. Because there's a, some regional exclusives you can't do in Europe, and like just like there's some regional exclusives you can't do in the U.S. Um, but so he flew to the U.S. to meet up with a bunch of other Pokemon vloggers and other Nintendo vloggers and hang out, and they they went to E3, and he got a press pass into E3, and so they play. So he played into the arms tournament and might have beaten a guy who had four wins to get the last spot. <laughs> That's awful. Funny, but awful. Um, but yeah, he, he hasn't posted his full vlog of it, but I know that he uh, did really, really well and actually got up onto that last main thing. So the, the other YouTube vlogger for Pokemon go that I was watching trainer tips. Uh, he, he was filming it, but he stopped, like literally stopped at one point and was like, I'm not going to spoil this. If you want to find out what happened from here, go watch Reversal's channel. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah, because because he didn't, you know, he, you know, you yeah. want to find out what happened. I suspect it's a good result, um, but, you know, he hasn't posted we'll it yet because he's, you know, going crazy at E3, at, yeah. at E3 and editing a bunch of stuff. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It, it's pretty cool to watch. But yep. yeah, um, uh, so that's cool that they're they're focusing on so much esports. Absolutely, for, because just, just fight, just tournaments. Like they're just kind of cool things. Was, aside from Smash, there was very little on Nintendo consoles to to play, and, yeah. and even then, Smash is the, mostly on GameCube that people play. That's the big mm. esports scene for for it. Uh, so this episode will come out after this weekend, so this kind of makes it null and void. There's a big Smash Brothers tournament this weekend. It's Smash Brothers 64. No shit. It is one of the biggest Smash Brothers tournaments on the West Coast, and it is for Smash Brothers 64, and there's like 300 people competing in it. Awesome. I know yeah. I, I, my buddy Alex is a huge Smash fan and is competing in local tournaments up in Buffalo, and uh, hopefully he's doing well, and I'm hoping he's actually in this tournament. Yeah. Because he's, he's a damn good Smash player. But yeah, there there's four different versions of smash brothers that get played competitively there's 64 there's the gamecube there's the one for wii u yeah and then there's one that i i think it's called mugen it has some really weird name it's like project m or something like that um but literally it is taking smash brothers brawl and modding it to perform more like the gamecube version so it has the same physics as the gamecube smash brothers which is considered the best smash brothers game sure. and then mechanically considered the best smash brothers game and then sure. adding you know the new characters from the the wii version of the game so those are those are the four big competitive ones for Smash Brothers. Like, because I like Smash Brothers, it's really really fun to watch. And when you watch a couple of really good people play, it is absolutely insane. Not my yeah. thing. <laughs> I recognize that people really enjoy it. It's just not never caught on with me. Yeah. 
it's it's also really cool to see how much the crowds get into it because holy oh, yes. shit do they, like i mean the crowd is jumping around throwing shit in the air like i'm just absolutely losing their minds for some I of remember, these games i remember a video that came out where it was a smash tournament and the person lost had a a bit of a fit got up left and it cut to the presenters and they were just like i don't I don't know what to do. They're very uncomfortable with the whole thing. So I don't know if that was, I don't know what happened there, but you yeah. can clearly see this person was very passionate about it. Yeah. Um, to be fair, might've been mango. <laughs> cause, cause when he loses, he does not lose gracefully. <laughs> I, tell you, I, I know exactly shit about any of the players of smash tournaments. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got three more games left to go. Yep. This next one is, We've already talked this to death. It's Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Eves does a good job of narrating the trailer. Let's just know that it's going to be out on Switch on August 29th. And is there really still, anything else you want to add? Still looks amazing. Yeah. Still, uh, I think I heard something earlier about like what the name of the Roomba is, and it's something like Booma or something like B O O M dash A or something weird like that. So it like literally is a Roomba with ears. <laughs> like everyone has come to that conclusion. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh this next one is kind of cool because like it mm-hmm. could be really really good on the switch just because Absolutely. you know just as a portable game in general sure. um but the rocket league is coming out on the switch uh the best part about this is cross-platform play yeah but i think that's the same for all consoles like i think all it consoles and I don't know if they cross over with PC or if it's just console players versus console players. Okay. It's, it's PC as well. That like they they've made a big big push to start opening the doors for cross-platform play. Yeah. And I'm well, 100% Rocket, behind them. Rocket League is a slightly different like it's not a Twitch game. I mean, you're driving a car. No, it's not. It's definitely a game of skill. Yeah. But um, but it's one of those games where like I feel like on PC you're probably going to play it with a gamepad anyway. Like mouse and keyboard does not seem like the ideal control yep. scenario for Rocket League. I, I uh, my that, buddy, my other buddy, that Dan bought it for the, me. Yeah, that evens the playing field a little bit if it is everyone's yeah. using a gamepad, regardless of what console they're on. My my buddy Dan, uh, other Dan that played Seven Days to Die with me, um, we played it together, and while it nauseated the hell out of me, I would the only way I could play it that made any sense was with a gamepad like mm-hmm. I, I could only play it with the the xbox one controller i mean it's a driving game that just happens th- to also involve soccer <laughs> i threw up afterwards because it was so fucking dizzying but yeah that's the only way to play it yep anyway that was it i mean yeah what is there, there's one more huge trailer for this one like it was a big big boom why is there a t-rex in this <laughs> is that is that Yoshi? Is that Yoshi? No. If that's Yoshi, think... is it? Come on. Could it Pretty be? Sure it's not Yoshi. Because he was being mind controlled and possessed by Mario. Because <laughs> uh, apparently yeah. that's what Mario does now. He throws his little hat with eyeballs on things and possesses them. In Mario Odyssey, um, basically, I I don't I don't know. It's a weird game. It looks like a Mario game with a pad of possession. I guess. Yep. yep. Where did you find Carmen San Diego? At the end of the trailer. You did, see, you missed her. She's apparently she's in New Donk City. 
Okay, sure. Whatever. It comes out on October 27th. That's really it. Yeah. And that then that was it the end cool. of it's an it's an open world Mario game, you know. Yeah. Kind of neat. Cool beans and whatnot. Um that was Nintendo's was really short, at least the spotlight was. It was 26 minutes of Reggie, three guys who make a lot of Nintendo games and trailers. Mm-hmm. If they did this every year, I'd be very happy with Nintendo because yeah. that treehouse is painful. Indeed. Well, see, that's the thing is, is they do they did this and then they did the treehouse afterwards, where they went in depth and showed more games. Um, I'm so glad you didn't make me watch that. Oh, I didn't want to watch it. I don't want to watch three hours of that shit. Fucking um, god, it was so painful last year. I'm so glad yeah. we didn't do that this year. <laughs> and that's that's one of the things we really set out to do is like I want to watch the presentation stuff. I don't want to yeah. watch people sit on stage and say the same thing four different times because you have to say it in English and then translate it to Japanese, then answer in Japanese and then translate that answer to English and then yeah. answer in English. Which translate. So <laughs> yeah. There's um, one more thing we both wanted to talk about. And... Yeah. So this is not included in the spotlight, but I feel like it needs to be talked about because I think we've mentioned related news to this before. Yes. Uh, specifically and... about the uh, fan-made game of this particular entry, and that is uh, Metroid Return of Samus, or Samus's Return or something like that. I can't remember what the actual title is. It is a new Metroid title, but it is a remake of Metroid 2 for the Game Boy yeah. so, on 3DS. So the one thing that we mentioned is we mentioned, I think probably in the news at some point, about a game called AM2R, mm-hmm. uh, which is another Metroid 2 remake that got dmca'd by nintendo not very long ago Mm -mm. uh it was and it was nominated for the 2016 game awards and was removed from the 2016 game awards because nintendo was on the board for the game awards which i and we know now we kind of know why we can understand why now because they made their own yeah remake of metroid 2 which so, I don't blame them. It's a really good game. Yeah. It's one of those things where I almost like like laugh at it and wonder if uh they just bought AM2R and <laughs> and ported it over and and you know <laughs> polished it up and re- are releasing it. Um I don't, I don't think that's the case, especially if they hit it with a DMCA. Yeah, because the, the funny part is is AM2R's official subtitle is the, it's called Another Metroid 2 Remake, The Return of Samus. And this new game is called Metroid Samus Returns. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but but the, the, the thing was that Metroid 2 was subtitled Return of Samus. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's just kind of funny. I don't know. Um, but that was really it. Uh, what was best in show for you? Uh, if I'm not going to count Mario plus Rabbids, um yeah but i don't want to um that's fair because i already counted it with something else um (laughs) it's the best of ubisoft (laughs) it absolutely was probably kirby was the best looking game from this because i mean it seems to fit right up the alley and a little two-player kirby game could be kind of fun sure it looked like it was even more than two players yeah but it's at least two players because you know you have the two little switch controllers you detach the joy cons i think they call them 
Switch um, controllers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Nothing looked interesting in this aside from the Breath of the Wild DLC. Like you're you're getting two games that are that already exist on other consoles, on other platforms. Two trailers that were almost insulting in a way. A logo, a Kirby game, a Yoshi game that's not quite titled yet. Mario and Rabbids, which was already in Ubisoft, and Mario Odyssey, which just I don't care for Mario. Yeah. So do you not care about Fire Emblem Warriors? Do you have no interest in that game? Because it's not it's not a tactical yeah, exactly. Like I, d- I didn't care for Dynasty Warriors or or Samurai Warriors. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I own one of them somewhere, and it was okay. It just I that whole godlike. Uh, I'm taking out waves and waves and waves and waves and waves with one swipe. I just don't care. Yeah, it just does not seem fun to me. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm just just I'm, curious because I know you love the Fire Emblem games. I love the Fire Emblem series, don't get me wrong, but that just is not a game that I want to play. Cool. And yeah. that wraps up E3. Uh, we've yeah. got one more episode on E3, and that is our full rundown of our favorite games for E3. We're going to do a top 10, right? Top 10? Three down, three uh, something like that. We're going to do a top whatever. We're going to do a top list of, of E3 stuff. And then that's it for E3, and we're on to Wolfenstein The New Order. And yeah. that is my favorite game, and I'm still waiting to hear from Dan of how he's how he enjoyed it, and I'm hoping he's really enjoying it. Otherwise, I'm gonna be very very sad. Yeah, so we we'll will talk that. about that when we get to that episode. Yes, uh, no spoilers for for Paul. <laughs> None today, um, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed our coverage of E3. Feel free to leave some some feedback at podcast at loadedcartgaming.com. You can contact me at Paul Clue. You can contact Dan at Shop the Viking, or he runs the at Loaded Cart account, which we both see. And that's it. Yeah. Glad you enjoyed E3. Have a great night. Yeah. Oh, there she is. I'm pretty sure that's that's actually just the pretty sure that's just the lady who's singing, but yeah, I guess. The hat it's the totally it's oh. totally Carmen San Diego. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that's like that was my first thought when I'm watching this channel. I'm like, hey, look, it's Carmen San Diego. And uh yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, Carmen San Diego, everyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs>